0: and now a blaze media podcast hello and welcome to chewing the fat today a special podcast for you uh we're going to be talking to dylan howard dylan is a world-renowned author uh his book on jeffrey epstein dead men tell no tales which we're going to be focusing on because of jelaine maxwell being arrested and now pleading not guilty and in jail uh prior to a set trial of in 2021 and he also his latest book royals at war the untold story of harry and Meghan's shocking split with the house of windsor we'll have to touch a little bit of that Uh, but he was a pleasure to talk to and a fascinating man and i hope you enjoy it we've really learned some information on jelaine and what could possibly happen post-arrest and post-pleading not guilty and some new information that has come to light because of her pleading not guilty and when she was in court. Uh, Really fascinating. Dylan Howard joining Chewing the Fat this week on our Saturday podcast. Remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, a podcast that uh, is available wherever you can get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher I will release this interview eh, you know, sometime next week Ah, you know when I get around to it But I wanted you, the podcast listener To have first bite at my interview with Dylan Howard
1: Welcome to Chewing
0: the Fat Thank you for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. It's a special chewing the fat. We're gonna do uh, you know a little bit of dive into Jeffrey Epstein, a little bit of dive into uh, Jelaine Maxwell. Yes, I pronounce it correctly. Leave me alone. And uh, we're gonna be talking to Dylan Howard. Now, Dylan has authored uh, a number of books. You may have seen him on television. You may have heard him on podcasts. You may have heard him on other interviews.
1: Not like this one. Though. And uh, welcome, Dylan. How in the world are you? Very well, thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, for those listening, I promise to deliver a one-of-a-kind interview for you. And thank you very much. I know this is a podcast, but you do put this on your YouTube channel. Yes, I am wearing this amazing headset that you sent me, and, and it makes headset. me feel—it makes me feel like I'm a sports commentator. I could be calling um, the Thousand Oaks. I could be calling Daytona. I could be calling the basketball. I feel like a sports commentator as opposed to a news commentator. And since those aren't going to happen anymore, at least for a long, long time,
0: uh, people may not even know what those are anymore. (laughs) It's just incredible. And I'm a little disappointed. Uh, You must have, uh, the Chewing the Fat sticker must have uh, come off when you were taking it out of the box. I think it did, yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) So, uh, Epstein in the news again, and really hasn't left the news since he was arrested, you know, uh, not even two years ago, right? And uh, he's been uh, hot and heavy in the news, and then uh, you have the book uh, that I found really fascinating, The uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales,
1: but they kind of do, don't they? Well, no, they don't. With Jeffrey (laughs) Epstein's death, Rested a number of secrets, but the custodian of those secrets became Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. So she was wanted by authorities uh, that had charged Jeffrey Epstein, despite the fact that there was a late 2000s, uh, in the late 2000s, an immunity deal that was struck in Florida that had him cop to one charge of prostitution. Which but was an incredible deal. I mean, the inside story of that deal is amazing in and of itself. Well, Trump's former Labor Secretary, Alex Acosta, is infamous for saying that he was told this was above his pay grade and to stand down. Now, the reason for that is explained in Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Mm -hmm. And that is that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, for the purposes of their own benefit, had inherited Ghislaine or Ghislaine's father's uh, business And that was the business of spying and selling information to foreign entities, uh, compromise information that they gathered by um, mixing and rubbing shoulders with the rich and powerful. So they were essentially uh, spies operating on domestic soil here. So when Epstein died, many would have been relieved. When Ghislaine Maxwell Uh, was still on the loose, many were very, very nervous. Uh, Now that she's been arrested, I think that there are three distinct routes that could happen. She's pled not guilty. Yes. And and, and no bail. No bail. Uh, She's not getting out. Which means that she's got 12 months of being the most watched prisoner in the world. We would hope so. And she has indicated that she's going to fight this six-count indictment The second option for her would be to – or for the government to offer a plea deal which would strike down some of the charges to a lesser extent, maybe drop a charge or two, and she wouldn't necessarily face the 35 years that she's currently facing. All right, we'll get back to that. What's number three? So number three would be that she sings and sings like a canary and turns whistleblower in exchange for either a reduced sentence – It's hard for me to imagine that they would let her walk free again without serving some sort of time. But I'm told by my sources close to her that she has no intention of telling what she knows. Really?
0: So that we're back to number two, right, making the deal. Without giving some information, um, a box containing names of uh, a, a book uh, some sort of uh, box full of videos, without some information, there's not even going to be a
1: deal, right? Maybe? Maybe. L- the Southern District of New York rarely prosecutes a case unless they believe it is unimpeachable. So they believe this is a slam dunk case, and they've said to the court that there will be no superseding indictment, so she will face no more cha- charges, and there will be no more defendants named the action. So they've really reached the kingpin, if you like, uh, of this child sex trafficking operation. So the question is, does Maxwell allow this to go to trial? Does the government allow this to go to trial? Mm. If those two were, as we believe, international spies it would be hugely embarrassing for the U.S. government. For everyone, yeah. For everyone to have a trial like this played out. Um, and the reality for both sides of the political eye would be that they would be significant tar- significantly tarnished because they're allowed to roam free as spies on American soil <laughs> with impunity. Right. Um, okay,
0: so do you believe that she has information stashed away uh, outside of what she knows, you know, actual documented materials.
1: Yes. You know, I'm one of the few people that has seen inside Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan townhouse, the most expensive property on the island of Manhattan. I've not been in there. Let's just clarify that. Uh, But I have seen photos, (laughs) hundreds of photos. Yeah. And in every single room, there were cameras, cameras that fed into a central control room, And then next to it were industrial-sized Xerox machines that would print out the information as a result of a classic honey trap operation. And I was talking to a source a couple of weeks ago about how this unfolded, and they explained to me what they would do is they would have a party or they would invite these rich and powerful people over, and there would be overage women, and they would have a cocktail party, for example, and they would seat a couple of underage girls. In the mix, and those underage girls were told to target a certain individual. That individual would then go and uh, have, you know, their, their time with this underage minor. It would right. be recorded, and that was the compromise. And that's how these two ran a very unsophisticated in 2020 blackmail operation.
0: Though. Yeah, but, still though.
1: But uh, you know, espionage has evolved. Uh, yeah. But this was just a classic honey trap system. Um, we know that. I mean, we absolutely know that it was full
0: of cameras and stuff. Then we do. We know if they, in their
1: investigation already, if they have uncovered recordings. Well, we know that the Palm Beach uh, County Sheriff's Department in its investigation in the 2000s Uncovered Home Videos at Epstein's mansion. They've never been released to the public. In fact, myself and my research team and co-authors are actively in litigation against the FBI to have the entire file released under freedom of information laws. What they have provided to date is embarrassingly inadequate in response to an FOIA in the sense that they've redacted so much information. So we know that those tapes exist. An individual called John Mark Dugan is now in Russia. He was a – and got asylum in Russia – Um, he blew the whistle on alleged corruption at the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department, and he claims that he took with him a copy of those tapes. We don't know whether that's true or not, but it's frightening to think that those tapes might well be within the grasp of the Kremlin. Right. Then, of course, there is the New York evidence, the Orgy Island evidence, the Paris evidence.
0: Um... So we've seen the – and I've gone down the list on chewing the fat of the uh, address book that was released. And there were some fascinating names uh, that we you – know, that I, I, I highlighted and took out of that list. But nothing really that
1: you would think out of the ordinary, I don't think. No, I agree uh, with you. In fact, I, I, I was talking to a very high-profile media CEO uh, about 12 months ago. And he said to me, you know what, Dylan, I'm named in the black book. Yeah. He said I had one interaction with the guy. Steve Bing died recently and they said he was a close associate, uh, the, the movie producer, he was a close associate of Jeffrey Epstein. I spoke to his friends and they said he never once met them. Met <laughs> so, I mean, this was uh, in an era devoid of a contact book on your computer, right. so he had a literal book. It's has been dubbed a black book, yeah. um, right. but that doesn't that doesn't incriminate everybody whose name is in that book. No, not at all, and it didn't. See, you know, I was,
0: I, you know, it was fun reading some of the names just to, you know, have fun and let your mind wander a little bit with, you know, from the dirt bag of Jeffrey Epstein world. But it didn't. There wasn't anything really there. Do you think that you know, and, and video obviously would be uh, devastating to a number of people if you know, if they're on it. But do you think that Jelaine has a
1: actual black book buried out back somewhere? I think she has Compromat, yeah. I mean, there's a reason she had five bodyguards uh, yeah. from the British military yeah. around her estate when the FBI stormed it. Um, and it's not because of what people close to her are saying, the potential for the media to come and get her. <laughs> I mean, she was a concerned individual. That's why she was living a double life. That's why she posed as a journalist and changed her name when she bought the place. That's why she bought it in an LLC. That's why she wrapped her phone in aluminum foil. It wasn't because that. she was hiding from the media. It was because she's hiding from the, those sources that potentially might want her to end up the way Jeffrey Epstein ended mm-hmm. up.
0: Now, do you believe? And I, I, I just got a copy of the Dead Man uh, uh, Tell No Tales, and I've been scanning it real quick. And I, you know, obviously, you want people to, you know, get the book. But do you
1: believe that uh, Jeffrey killed himself? Um, inherently, whenever somebody dies of a suicide a conspiracy theory sets in. And I love nothing more than a conspiracy theory. Um, I really do. I would would like to think that foreign intelligence got to him and killed him. And I can play that scenario out in my head, and I can think that it's a possibility. But the reality of the matter is I think Jeffrey Epstein took his own life. Two weeks earlier, he had attempted suicide, He was placed on suicide watch. No prisoner is returned into the regular prison population so quickly after a suicide attempt, nor are they given regular clothing, like Ghislaine Maxwell's wearing paper now for clothing. Yeah. Behind bars. You don't give them electrical appliances with cords, like this horrible one with this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It looks great on you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And you you don't give them prescription drugs that they can – um, potentially have a, right. a, a cocktail and kill themselves. But that's what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. So I believe Epstein committed suicide, but I believe he committed suicide in an assisted way. A message was got to him pushed. yeah push and he was pushed to do that yeah. that act that ultimately killed himself
0: Right And, and I, I, I would love to believe that uh, you know it was uh, you know a, a new a new number on the Hillary Clinton death list. <laughs> that uh, took care of Jeffrey, but uh, I, I you the know, absolutely death re- list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah, so I'm sorry that you thought it was real. <laughs> wow, uh, Dylan. <laughs> We're talking to Dylan Howard, uh, author of uh, "Dead Men Tell No Tales," and you know author of, uh, you know, a million other books uh, that you've probably read and seen and heard tales about. But uh, most importantly, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And we have, uh, you know, uh, Jelaine Maxwell now in jail for uh, at least a year, unless, like you say, uh, they make a deal with her. And it would seem that that would be a good thing to do, uh, even if she knows half of what's assumed she knows, uh, it would be better for everyone involved that it kind of goes away as easy as it can.
1: Yeah. Do you Yeah. I mean, i, I got to tell you, I was fascinated to read, though, that she was married. And we know that there was right. an individual, a male that was living there, a, a tech tycoon, but Maxwell refused to identify and call him who the person is that she was married. And so I started mulling this notion over yesterday and the most logical theory would suggest that it is this guy that she was living with, the tech CEO that was photographed at a home in uh, Massachusetts at one point. But just run your mind through this. This is a conspiracy theory. And and I'm going to tell you, I have no evidence to back this up. What if she married Jeffrey Epstein? Oh,
0: right. Then it's 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 uh, husband and wife. Yeah. So
1: if she goes to court, she would be able to assert spousal privilege about the child sex trafficking ring because the privilege survives even after death, which means she will not answer questions and cannot answer questions That's about right. the child sex trafficking ring, which would leave the prosecution with a case that they would be unlikely to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, given that she's using spousal privilege, to a jury of her kids. Yeah. And that would
0: be great uh, because now she's laid the groundwork for that to actually be true, right? She's laid the groundwork of her being married, but not allowing you to know who it is. Correct. So, I, and And looking forward to having her day in court and proving that to be true in front of everyone. You know, call me a lunatic.
1: I've been called worse <laughs> than this. Um, but it, it does seem like a logical theory. You've got to understand. Yeah, these people were dealing with, these people were foreign assets. So in order to protect the compromise, it's not out of the realm of possibility that someone would be so smart to come up with such a Machiavellian plan. I love it. And that could absolutely be true. And you know what?
0: I'm telling you. I mean, obviously, I have no evidence. If you don't have any evidence, but I love it, and I probably—if it's not true, okay, let's say she is married to the, you know, the the tech tycoon.
1: Does it do any good? No, absolutely not. I mean, I he, he he could be called as a witness, but he would also assert spousal privilege about what he learned, and he likely only heard anything secondhand from her.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if she, if he knows everything, um, that still doesn't do anything for her.
1: No, and you've got to think about how the federal government built this case, right? They had multiple women who were victims Of not only Jeffrey Epstein, but Ghislaine Maxwell, because they have alleged that Ghislaine, Ghislaine, um, you know, everyone's going to incriminate us for mispronouncing her name. We'll just call her Maxwell. Okay. Uh, All right, fine. We won't call her Maxwell Smart, Maxwell the pervert. (laughs) Maxwell the pervert was allegedly involved in some of these sexual activities. Um, In court, one of those women spoke out by name, In court, another woman spoke out under the pseudonym of Jane Doe. It just so happens that I know Jane Doe. I've known her for a long period of time. She confided in me about a year ago that she was a victim. Um, She's never told her story, and she rang me in tears after the court hearing. Tears of joy that Ghislaine, or Maxwell the pervert, was locked up, and likely won't see the light of day ever again. Yeah. Well, this well, yeah, is a woman who has lived in fear because of the connections of Max and Epstein for years, who has been followed, who has had to move from house to house, has been explicitly threatened through phone calls in the middle of the night. And that's as scandalous and as scintillating as this story is, it's often too easy to overlook the lives that have been robbed and ruined. stolen yeah, by these two of, individuals.
0: Yeah, these two dirt, you know, through the whole dirt baggedness of their lives. It's just incredible. So, uh, this person, Jane Doe, she. I'm guessing that it's a she. Uh, they. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what she's identifying as. I'm just going to call her a she for now.
1: She's uh, identifying as giant duck. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: she was. Uh, was. What did it start when she was underage and
1: groomed yes. into this? Yeah, she's it's so sad. And and I, I was communicating via text message with her uh, this week after we spoke, and when I first met Jane Doe, um, I had no idea, you know, when you look into someone's eyes, you have no idea what their truth is, Mm -hmm. and this person espoused empathy for everyone around them. She was not only gifted and talented, she was kind, caring, loving, still is, um, and to think now that she had that living in the back of her mind the whole time. All the time is heartbreaking to me.
0: Yeah. I mean and the this has got now she spoke up uh, as Jane Doe in the trial and you know, I don't blame her for being Jane Doe, but is do we, you,
1: know that she's prepared to be Jane Doe on the stand? I believe she will, Um, and that sort of takes me back to the question that I didn't answer was you have to understand how this case was built. The Southern District of New York is considered the sovereign nation uh, in the Justice Department. It is considered really among themselves. And when they prosecute, they prosecute hard, Um, and they rarely take cases to trial because they've nailed it. And in this instance, they've nailed it. What they've done is... Built it like building blocks, one on top of the other, on top of the other.
0: Which they is what seemed to take so long to get uh, to make it happen, right? To make this
1: arrest yeah. happen. I mean, they were they were on it. They were just building, getting, putting the blocks together. So they would have gone to someone that had exposure as a potential subject in this investigation, someone that hypothetically may have been a maid, a pilot, a chauffeur, someone that may have procured girls, and they would have said to witness X, you're facing 10 years in jail unless you cooperate with us. They would have gone in and given evidence and then they would have been afforded immunity or a non-prosecution agreement. And that's one building block. Then they go to the second building block the third building block, the fourth building block, the sixth building block, where they're in a comfort zone that they believe they could prove beyond a reasonable doubt and have a slam dunk case. Right. So their case against Maxwell, trust me, is flawless. (laughs) And it would be stupid for Maxwell the Pervert to even consider taking this to trial. Unless... Unless spousal privilege kicks. In. She wants to have that be
0: the fallback. You know, that would that would be a, a, a rocking day.
1: Well, I think the, the trial itself, if it ever went to court, it would be the most explosive trial that the world has seen. I tell you, the one big victor, the one big victor out of all of this is the Duke of York, Prince Andrew, okay. who is alleged to have had underage sex with Virginia Guilfrey Uh, She has made that explicit claim. He, of course, denied it in the world's worst television interview on the BBC. Um, The Southern District of New York had been very vocal about its desire to want to speak to Prince Andrew, and it made me believe that he potentially could have been criminally charged, that he was somebody who would be classified as a subject, i.e., someone they believe could have committed a crime, but also has potential information that could help that building block get to the point of charging Ghislaine Maxwell. But for the Department of Justice to say in court that there will be no superseding indictment and no other defendants means that the Duke of York is seemingly in the clear. Seemingly. Seemingly.
0: Seemingly. Yeah, because, I I mean, he's... Still, you know, I, I know that I know that you know we we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you know he, you know, we don't want to travel anywhere. But you know, he's still canceling trips out of the country.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, he you know, never he's
0: wants been. Put, questions. He's been put on the back burner uh, from from the Royals. I mean, that's a whole. I mean, I, I want to talk to you about the Royals as well. I mean, I am so fascinated with them. I mean, Meghan and Harry have rocked the house of Windsor. I, I don't care about They have rocked it. And I would love to uh, talk to you a little bit about that as well. I know that you uh, uh, your latest book uh, is on the royals and uh, I would, uh, can we talk a little bit about
1: that? Yeah, look, I mean, there, there are some really interesting uh, similarities with Prince Harry and Prince Andrew in the sense that Prince Andrew pursued a desire to want to sing for his own supper not be reliant upon taxpayer-funded wages to live his life as a member of the royal family, exactly what Harry did. But in the course of that, he, of course, became friends with people like Jeffrey Epstein. And look where he ended up. Now you've got Prince Harry and Meghan Markle estranged from the royal family singing for their own supper in California and – the monarchy, to my understanding, based on people that I've spoken with, are very concerned that in L.A., of all places, they could end up rubbing shoulders with people that are not in their best interests.
0: Oh, well, there's no doubt about that. And we know that they, you know, you call it singing for their supper. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of singing going on. Uh, I still see a beautiful supper. supper but <laughs> 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 but uh, too, be- there. There's got to be some singing going on soon, right? I mean, I don't know how much money we've got in the bank. I don't know who they're going to to uh, you know borrow some cash, but uh, I know they've got a you know they got a lot of friends that are taking care of them. But there's got to be some singing soon. And well, this I don't know is a couple.
1: This is a couple that is said to be able to earn at least a million dollars per public engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, they were earning about two point seven million dollars. Uh, combined as members of the British fam- royal family, excluding, of course, the household labour and yeah, uh, and taxpayer-funded home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, question, now. the question remains just how much money are they going to take and how much money are they going to put into the foundation, Archwell, that they're formed and said that they're going to do a lot of their charity endeavours through. And I think that's going to be the most interesting foundation filing ever because we'll be able to see how much of the money actually really went into charitable things as opposed to the pocket. So do you think, and I
0: have surmised that uh, Harry and Meghan don't make it past another year together and that Harry uh, goes back with his tail between his legs because Burrow's going to be king. And uh, dad's either going to be really sick. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the queen isn't going to become queen or give up the give up the throne to Charles. That would have happened already if that was going to happen. She, you know, Charlie's not getting it. Have a nice day. So, uh, you know, brother's going to be king. He's got a I just feel like he's going to go back and say, all right, you were right. Megan, heck with her. And, uh, and break up. It's kind of just my, you know, my my theory with no info. <laughs>
1: um, look, I think that might have been the attitude towards Prince Charles fifteen years ago when the British public despised him in the wake of Diana's death. But he's now like the third most popular royal. Um, so the succession to the throne. Inevitably, does have him unless a no, no, I know abdicates and gives it by her order to Prince William. That would but, seem to me highly unlikely. Can she do that? I I'm not versed on. Okay, on I, I don't,
0: that I don't know that she protocol. can. I don't I don't know that she can, but. Even if that, and I know that's not going to happen No, I understand the, you know, the chain of command. And, you know, if she does pass away, you know, obviously it goes to Charles and it would be nice. If that was possible, it'd be nice to, you know, give it to Charles. If she can't jump him to give it to Charles and then Charles can say, I see I was king. And then, all right, I'm not going to be king anymore and give it to
1: his son. But no way. I mean, Charles has wanted to be king forever, right? Yeah. And I mean, he's de facto... Uh, king at the moment by serving out the Queen's public duties because she's aged 94. Your question about whether Harry and Meghan are going to make it, um, I just don't know. Um, It seems to me that these two found a common bond with a number of things. They both come from broken homes. Uh, Meghan's parents split. Of course, yeah, uh, Harry's mother died. Tragedy. Yeah, they both have philanthropic blood running through their veins. Um, they're both activists. Um, yeah. They, generally speaking, are doing good for society, and Harry has not really liked the limelight, but not avoided the limelight in the sense that he would oh, routinely. Yeah go out and party and be the rebel royal or the rogue royal. And she was a Hollywood star. So there was a lot that brought these two together, but there's a lot that could tear these two apart too. If Megan wants know. to pursue her Hollywood dreams, which she does, she wants to win an Oscar. That's in the book. Plain and simple. Well, I'm sure the Obamas will help with that. <laughs> that would they? Can, can they buy an Oscar these days? I think you can. Uh, I think
0: they can too.
1: <laughs> so, uh, look, I don't. I, I, the last line of the book is that this this is an unwritten story. the The, the conclusion is not there. Um, I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved back to England at some point with uh, their tail between their HRH legs, yeah. um, and 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 seek. Uh, to be reintroduced to the family and the family would take them back. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. That's not a bad that's not a bad issue. Either, where they don't break up but they do still come back with with the tail between the <laughs> between the HRH legs. Yes, that absolutely could happen. Okay. Dylan Howard my man, thank you so much. I know. Look, I could be here with you for, for continued to go, and I'm not sure that you or I both need to make that happen. So uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you being on the show. So we'll get. We'll jump back. We'll wrap it up back to Epstein. So, uh, Lady Maxwell, uh, we have. Do you foresee anything of any interest really happening in the next couple of months, or are we just going to have to wait for something to break after the first of the year?
1: We won't know what's going on, but I can tell you what's going on. The Department of Justice is having regular meetings with her lawyers and they're telling them how strong their case is. You're facing 35 years. And look at what they did to Harvey Weinstein. He coped the full sentence. Ghislaine's going to cop the full sentence, just like Bill Cosby. They're going to be taunting them into wanting to take a deal. And if I was Ghislaine Maxwell... I wouldn't, unless you've got that, um, you know, unbelievable play that we don't know, which could quite well be spousal privilege. We don't know. Unless she has that, she's going to have to take a deal. Yeah. Because it's the only opportunity for her to potentially see Daylight again and even then it's very, very fraught
0: that she ever will. Oh yeah, and it's very—you know—she'd be lucky to take a deal, and even if it's for twenty years, like you said, you know, and potentially be able to see the light of day again. I mean, holy cow! Is she gonna—is she gonna see the light of day again, or is she gonna make another, you know, death list if she goes to
1: prison? And I mean, if she I, makes a deal, I don't—I know. I—I just—I I tell you what, she's guilty of one thing: excessive hubris, because she didn't believe yeah. that she would ever be arrested. She stayed in the United States. She's a French national. She has a passport. She could have done a Roman Polanski and fled to France and not face extradition, but she didn't because she believed she would never be charged. Right. Just like Epstein thought he would never be charged.
0: Fascinating. Dylan Howard, uh, author of uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales and, of course, Royals at War. I am would hope that i can put you on the uh on the list of talking to you again because uh we have to i have to keep in touch with you uh you are a fascinating man thank you so much for coming on chewing the fat i really appreciate it with the headphones or no
1: headphones it <laughs> is great. thank you to you and thank you to your listeners an absolute pleasure to be with you